Good evening to you all and thank you for joining us once again in this new era of Fortress Radio. Today is, for many of us, the best and most exciting day in the church calendar. The day in which we celebrate the coming of the Holy Spirit, the long-promised comforter, the source of the Christian's power. Pentecost 2022 has been a rather exciting time for me. As many of you will know by now, I've been working with the United States East Territory on a brand new Pentecost presentation based on some rather remarkable writings by our founder William Booth, and which were published way back in 1906. Booth wrote a book called Visions, and I can just imagine him as an old man going to sit in a sunny garden, notebook in hand, and allowing himself to get caught up in the spirit. What is it the Bible tells us? Your young men will see visions, your old men will dream dreams? Well, I think these writings probably come somewhere between the two. But Booth was certainly transported back to that first Pentecost with the disciples and followers of Jesus so many years ago. And it certainly brought the whole Pentecost experience alive to me in a way that I'd never experienced before. USA East added video, sound effects and a superb soundtrack by the New York Staff Band to my humble efforts. And I really hope you get the chance to find and enjoy this wonderful new presentation. It's on both the USA East website and also on YouTube if you wish to share it. But for now, let's get our Pentecost Salvation Meeting underway with more great words by William Booth. What else could it be than song number 326? Though Christ of burning, cleansing flame, send the fire. Now, debate continues to rage about which version of this song is the favourite. And I've used both versions in this podcast series before. After all, this is now the 63rd meeting I've prepared for Fortress Radio. So tonight, something different. We're going to sing it to what may well have been the original tune for which it was written, and as chosen by the founder's own granddaughter, Commissioner Catherine Bramwell Booth, for her 100th birthday celebrations back in 1983. Yes, we'll be using the tune Better World. Send the fire.
as we pray this evening, we're going to use a lovely song that's been used as long as I can remember in Salvation Army prayer times. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on me. It was one of those choruses that years ago we never really knew the time signature for, and so we usually just followed the meeting leader or the pianist as we switched from 4-4 to 3-4 and back again. But then about 30 years or so ago it became popular in other churches, and Daniel Iverson's original score from 1935 became well known. And what do you know? We found we'd been singing it wrong all those years. In more recent days, of course, a new setting of song number 312 has also become popular. But we're going to share these beautiful words together now, as the Melbourne Staff Band play for us Andrew Macarith's lovely setting, Fall Afresh.
Dear Lord, as we come before you this evening, may the words of that song truly be the prayer of each one of us. Lord, sanctify our bodies, minds and will and give us the power of your Holy Spirit to enable us to confidently and readily try to point the lost to Calvary's heights, where sins can be washed away, night can be turned to day, and we can rise filled with your joy and perfect peace. We pray for those who need peace in their lives right now. The world as we knew it not so long ago seems to have changed so much and so quickly. Lord, may we never be blasé about the good things that you have given to us, the blessings and comforts that you filled our lives with. And so we thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your love, a love so strong that you left your heavenly home and came to earth to die just so that our sins may be wiped clean. And so we could be filled with the life-changing, transformational power of the Holy Spirit. And then we can be effective and fruitful witnesses for you in our own lives from day to day. Speak, Lord, especially to any of us who've distanced ourselves from you in recent years those who may think they have more important things to do in life than to live those days for you. For this world needs you today more than it ever has done. And if we do not take Jesus to the people, then no one else will. Forgive us our tardiness and complacency, Lord, and inspire us to follow you and lead the lost back to your loving side. Amen. As we stay now in this lovely atmosphere of prayer, the singing company are going to sing to us a song that I know is going to speak right to our hearts. If my memory serves me correctly, this may have been the first song that was written by Major Yvonne Fields to have been published back in 1919 with words by Thomas Lynch and sung for us beautifully here by the Coventry City Singing Company, this is Gracious Spirit.
song number 319 is, of course, one of the many wonderful songs that we have from the pens of Generals John Gowans and John Larson. Taken from the musical spirit, this is the perfect song for any Pentecost Sunday. Although it could be used all year, of course. I can remember my dad using this once in a Churches United service on Whitson and one of the local vicars was amazed that we had such a wonderful Pentecost song in our songbooks that he'd never heard of. I know that he took a copy of the words and music home with him that day so that he could use it more widely. I particularly like the third verse here. It seems to speak especially to me. For the tender stirring of thy spirit who recalled us when we went astray, the persistent spurring of thy spirit when we hesitated on the way. And in response, my heart sings, we adore thee, Heavenly Father, and we thank thee, Heavenly Father, for the mighty moving of thy spirit. Fill us with this 
Our songster song this evening comes from the Staff Songsters, and it's very much a favourite song of mine, and of many others as well, I'm sure. Commissioner Harry Reid's words always had the Holy Spirit-given power to break through right into our hearts. And these words, so exquisitely set to music by Mark Bearcroft, plead with the Spirit to come and dwell in me.
Our Bible reading this evening is, of course, taken from Acts chapter 2. And it's going to be read for us by my good friend, Emma. The Gospel reading today is from Acts 2, verses 1 to 24, then verse 38. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly, a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Now there were staying in Jerusalem God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. When they heard this sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment, because each one heard their own language being spoken. Utterly amazed, they asked, Aren't all these who are speaking Galileans? Then how is it that each of us hears them in our native language? Parthians, Medes and Elamites, residents of Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya near Cyrene, visitors from Rome, Cretans and Arabs, we hear them declaring the wonders of God in our own tongues. Amazed and perplexed, they asked one another, what does this mean? Some, however, made fun of them and said they've had too much wine. Then Peter stood up with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed the crowd. Fellow Jews and all of you who live in Jerusalem, let me explain this to you. Listen carefully to what I say. These people are not drunk, as you suppose. It's only nine in the morning. No, this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days and they will prophesy. I will show wonders in the heavens above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and billows of smoke. The sun will be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the great and glorious day of the Lord. And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Another set of words from General Gowans that have earned a place in our hearts are those of the song His Provision. Set to such lovely music by Ivor Bazanko, they make a perfect coupling and the song has become so, so special to many of us over the years. If you want to follow the words, they're number 316 in the songbook. But listen now as this music is played for us by the Bristol Eastern Band. His Provision
Have you ever had to wait for something? It may have been a delivery, or perhaps a forthcoming birthday, your wedding, or just about anything else. What you get is an ever-growing sense of expectation and anticipation. And the impatience that we feel seems to grow bigger every hour, let alone every day. Well, in the days after Jesus' resurrection at that first glorious Easter, the disciples had all seen Jesus in various places and to different effect. There's that lovely story by the waterside when the boat was filled with fish and Jesus reinstated Peter following his failings. Then there's the doubt of poor old Thomas who wanted to put his fingers in the nail holes if he was going to believe. And then there was that amazing day when Christ ascended from the mountain top and he left them all with the greatest challenge ever made to go out into all the world and preach the gospel, the good news of salvation for all, through his own precious blood. Of course, Jesus promised them a helper, a new friend who would be with them constantly, to help them achieve success in the challenge that he had given. But they didn't know what they were expecting, they didn't know when or where it was coming, and they had absolutely no idea of what form this helper was going to take. But still, they waited. When the Holy Spirit came, I'm sure it was nothing like anything that they had imagined. Sitting together in one room, there came the sound of a mighty rushing wind and tongues of flame came and rested on each of their heads. Now, I don't know about you, but if I had been sat there and suddenly from nowhere the sound of a Force 10 gale filled the air, I reckon I'd be pretty freaked out. You'd look around in fear, wondering what on earth was going on, wouldn't you? And what do you see? tongues of flame on everyone's heads. You put your own hand up to your own head and you feel the warmth there of the pure flame. What do you do? Fetch a fire extinguisher? Dial 999? Well, it became clear very, very quickly, I'm sure, that something very special was happening. And then I opened my mouth to speak and something unintelligible, in a language I'd never learned or even heard before, comes out of my mouth. My hand goes up to my mouth now, feeling my lips and tongue to try and decipher what on earth it is that's coming out. And they must have become aware that what was happening was exactly what they had been waiting for. The Holy Spirit had come and it was dramatic enough to make each and every one of them realise straight away that their lives would never be the same again. In the light of hindsight, and with 2,000 years to digest the story, we might have another viewpoint. 
we might well say, if only I could have been there. It would have been so much easier for them who'd seen the flames, who'd heard the wind, who'd experienced the spontaneous multilingual outbursts. Just the same way as I've heard some sceptics say, if only I could have some sort of dramatic meeting with Jesus like Paul had, then I'd believe. Unfortunately, we don't get to share those wonders, though. Yet, we still do, each and every one of us, get to experience our own miracle. That's how we get from being an ordinary person bound by sin and nature's night and find ourselves saved. To be guaranteed a place in heaven when we, yes, just ordinary folk like you and me, can find ourselves filled with that very same Holy Spirit. And let me tell you this. However nervous, scared or timid you might feel, once you have that Holy Spirit flowing through your life, living with you as the constant promised companion, there is nothing that Peter, Paul, James, John, or any of those that were there at that first Pentecost could do, that is now beyond you. Can you grasp that? Because it is a fact. You know, I often read questions like, what is the biggest failing of the Christian church? There are hundreds of varied answers. Even more times we hear, what is wrong with the Salvation Army? And wow, oh yes, wowity wow, there are plenty of people who are ready to give their two pennyworth on that topic. Well, I think the answer's very simple. In both cases. We might ask for bigger, shinier computers so we can spread the word through the internet or a bigger and better sparkling church with great cathedral-like spires so that we can show God's magnificence? Or perhaps we just ask for a few more souls to come and help us as our core is getting rather old. But you know, I think God says to us every day, use the tools you have already got. I gave you the Holy Spirit, for goodness sake. What more do you want? Just use it. And I get that. When did you last see a Christian that you know heal the sick or raise the dead? When did you hear someone speak in fluent Portuguese in a Lisbon marketplace when they'd never been anywhere nearer Portugal than the Costa Brava? When did you last stand in a pulpit or on a platform and rely on the Holy Spirit to give you the words to speak without writing them down, spell-checking and proofreading them three times before delivering them? When did you last feel the Holy Spirit doing his work directly through you? And if you can't answer any of those questions, then I ask... Why not? 
Why are we asking God to help us grow the church when we're not even trying to use the amazing supernatural things that he's already offered to us? You know, maybe we're scared. I once heard it said that we like to call the Holy Spirit the Holy Ghost because we're scared of ghosts. How true is that? Are we really scared that if we relied on the Holy Spirit to move us, challenge us, break us, melt us, mould us and fill us, then he might just use us after all? And use us in the mightiest world-changing way. What other excuse could we possibly have not to make sure that a real Pentecost blows into our church like that mighty rushing wind. How would you feel next Sunday morning if that tongue of flame came and rested on the person sitting next to you in the congregation? And yet we sing, Holy Spirit, promised presence fall on me. Really? Is that what you really want? Because if it is, then he will. And just like those disciples, your life will never be the same again. God doesn't expect any of us to ever be perfect Christians. I don't honestly think there is any such thing. It certainly wasn't Peter or Thomas, was it? So why should it ever be me or you? But what God does expect is that we live for him and we ask the Holy Spirit to come into our lives in that very special way. So when I feel your arms around me and see your love surround me and submit myself completely to your will, then although I don't deserve you, I'll be more fit to serve you, despite the many obstacles I meet. Give me your spirit, Lord. Make my life complete. Lord, with your spirit, now baptise me. For your mission, mobilise me. Break me, melt me, mould me, fill me as you will. Then send me out and use me. Oh, Lord, please don't refuse me. And we'll overcome the obstacles I meet. Give me your spirit, Lord. Make my life complete.
feel I don't deserve you Cause I'm we pray this evening that you will make our lives complete. Fill us with your Holy Spirit so that we can be more effective in our service for you and to the world. Amen. Our closing song this evening is song number 321. It's more words by Harry Reid and music this time from Commissioner Dick Cromenhook. I dare to ask the Spirit come to match with power my heart's desire, my life to cleanse and energise with mighty Pentecostal fire. Do you dare tonight? Do you want that fire? Let's all be different and make a difference in this dark world. Hallelujah. <laughs>
now, Lord, I pray that your Holy Spirit will indeed come afresh to each and every one of us who's listening to this podcast. Fill us with that Spirit. Send us out and use us so that people will come to know you as their friend and saviour and experience for themselves the knowledge and confidence of their sins forgiven and forgotten forever. Bless us all, Lord, in all that we do for you, today, tomorrow and forever. Amen.